Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland and this is The Leader. At least some of Crossrail stations should be open by now. We should all be able to ride its trains. But as has been covered by the Evening Standard and others many times, the whole thing has been a bit delayed. By about three years, in fact. Now, though, there is light at the end of the tunnel. And Ross Lydell has seen it. Our City Hall editor was invited to see what's been going on with the Elizabeth Line at Liverpool Street Station, which is now just about complete. He's with me now. Ross, you've had a look at what they've been working on so what's it like? It's absolutely fantastic, is the, the short answer. I came out of what most people would know as Liverpool Street Station, the main line station, uh, to visit the new Crossrail station. And basically, as soon as you come out of the main entrance, you turn right and you see a rather large glass box in the middle of what I think is Broadgate. And uh, I hadn't noticed it before, to be quite honest. And then right beside it, you've got the fantastic Elizabeth Line Roundel, uh, quite prominent as you walk towards Finsbury Circus. It was the first time to see the sheer size and scale of this new station. Eventually, when it opens in full, you'll be able to go through from Liverpool uh, Street Station Underground and walk right through to Crossrail. But yesterday, you were able essentially to go from the new Crossrail Station outside Liverpool Street Station and walk all the way through to Moorgate. That is how far the platforms stretch. The trains are so big, the 10 carriage trains, they measure sort of more than 200 metres. So basically, what Crossrail has done is join up Liverpool Street Station and Moorgate Station, which is quite an astonishing thing. Uh, and it's uh, it's fantastic. And as Andy Lord, one of the uh, the tube bosses there, said, it's almost like a cathedral underground. The Elizabeth Line is going to be a fantastic asset for for London. The trains are already proving themselves in service on the TfL rail network. Customer feedback is very positive about them. Uh, and I think the Elizabeth Line will be something that the whole of London will be incredibly proud of. I know everybody in TfL and London Underground are immensely proud and, and really looking forward to getting our hands on it and uh, opening it as soon as we can. I think. As soon as our customers see the fantastic stations, the accessibility that we have and the new trains uh, and the high speed frequency between east to west and the connectivity that brings, uh, I think uh, the delays will soon be forgotten about and uh, everybody will just be really, really excited and pleased to see it open. It is an incredible undertaking. It's really deep underground as well, isn't it, Ross? I mean, how difficult has this been to actually build? Well, the Liverpool Street Station, Crossrail Station, is 42 metres underground, which they say at that point essentially goes under the northern line when it gets near Moorgate. 
Uh, and they say that Liverpool Street Station has been the most complex to build, which was a bit of a surprise to me, partly because it's so big, um, but also it's not been the one that's been uh, known for any difficulties. We have known for some time about problems at Bond Street Station and also at Whitechapel, but they say actually the whole technical undertaking of getting Liverpool Street Station finished has been uh, quite an, an engineering challenge. So it's it's terrific that it's there. And going underground, you know, it's lovely. You know, the people who, uh, without sounding or wishing to sound too much like a sort of train nerd, if people who know the uh, Jubilee Line extension will know how uh, transformative some of those stations are from Westminster, Canary Wharf, really lovely pieces of architecture. And these crossrail stations are every bit as good, if not actually better. They're certainly bigger the size of the tunnels that you walk through to get to the platforms simply take the breath away. You know, it's all beautifully finished in this sort of brushed concrete style. It's very simple as well. There's no clutter. Uh, the, you know, the, the lighting is all done beautifully. I'd said to them, you know, the only thing, it, well, it didn't obviously have, you know, you see in some tube stations, little shops here and there. There's none of that. Uh, sadly, also, there were no uh, buckets for evening standards to be given away yet, but they do promise me that will be coming soon. Um, but, you know, these tube bosses fully expect that when Crossrail does open, that many, many Londoners will simply be going station to station to to stop, pause and stare sort of open mouthed at this sort of beautiful new ad- addition to the public transport network. The big question there, though, is when it does open. You spoke to Crossroads Chief Executive Mark Wilde. Did he give you any indication of, of when that might be? Mark Wilde uh, said basically we should know within the next two to three months when the line will open. Well, I think what, what this is kind of like a big jigsaw puzzle. You know, the, when we t- when I took this job over in 2018, Crossrail was meant to be delivered in one big bang. The ethos we've had is to try and just build jigsaw pieces, you know, trial running, Farringdon Station. And we're building this intricate jigsaw piece, and this is a big jigsaw piece to go. So Paddington in about three weeks' time, followed by Whitechapel, then Canary Wharf, then Bond Street still will go into probably the early part of next year, but we will be ready. So we, it will raise expectations, but this idea of kind of jigsaw pieces building is what we've been about for the past two years. So it's great to see it come come into come into life. We've known for some time that Crossrail is due to open in the first six months of next year. They have essentially set aside this, what they call an opening window. And uh, Mark Wilde said that he's almost entirely sure that that will be hit, that that date will be met. But what we want to know, of course, is whether it's in the first half of next year or the second half, you know, before Easter, after Easter. Andy Byford, the TfL commissioner, had previously given hints that it could even be open by this Christmas, which does seem rather optimistic, certainly in terms of what they've still got to do, more in terms of the trains than the stations. But what Mark Wilde said was that essentially the biggest thing they have to do now is to get the final version of the software on the new fleet of trains uh, installed. And this software enables the trains to talk to the new signalling system and uh, does stuff such as ensures that when the trains stop at each station, the train doors line up perfectly with the platform doors because the all the stations have these sort of glass doors that will be known to people on you know familiar with the Jubilee line extension. So basic stuff like that and ensuring that the trains can run close together at its peak, there will be 24 trains an hour through the central section of Crossrail. But that is due to be installed on the trains between August and October. 
and it'll be pretty soon after that when they know how well or badly that's gone that they can then plan ahead and they'll know uh, in greater certainty when the line as a whole will open. What do we know about the fares for it? Is it going to be more expensive to, to travel using Crossrail? In terms of fares, TfL actually announced about three years ago that fares to get to and from Heathrow would be set at a premium rate. Uh, you know, one of the main reasons for Crossrail ever coming into being was to speed up travel to and from the airport, especially from Canary Wharf and the City of London, the sort of financial district. And uh, I think this came as sort of some sense, with some sense of dismay a few years ago, always obviously pre-pandemic when the fares to Heathrow would be roughly about £7 more expensive than on the Piccadilly line. Now, anybody who's got the Piccadilly line to Heathrow will know that quite often it takes longer to get to Heathrow on the tube than it does to fly to Scotland, for example. So it's not a pleasurable journey, uh, you know, but you can get on the tube to Heathrow for as little as £3.30. Now, what TfL have confirmed today is that the premium rate to Heathrow or from Heathrow will remain. However, the good news is that Crossrail fares will come within TfL's wider fare capping structure. So basically what it means is that if you do happen to pay a premium rate fare to get to the airport, or if you're coming into town, any other tube journeys you're also making that day or bus journeys will also count towards the capping total. And as the, the rate currently stands, you won't pay any more than £13.50 for a full day's travel, including Crossrail. So that's the good news, that they're essentially looking to minimise the overall cost of that day's travel, even if you do have to pay a bit of a bump in the actual fare to get to the airport. And also, of, the, of the people you spoke to at Liverpool Street Station yesterday, what was the mood there like? Because Crossrail has been on a long and very controversial journey. As we're kind of coming to the end of it, when it's going to open up, how are the people who have been working on it feeling about it? Well, I would say almost this is the, the headline from yesterday's event it was the sense of joy and relief and pride that many of these people feel as they showed me around the station. Uh, you know, Crossrail has been a long drawn out saga it's about three and a half years late and it's probably about four billion pounds over budget it's just gone on and on and on and um you know we're desperate to see the the end of this but essentially the feeling was just take a look at this and all of a sudden it's almost like all your troubles just fade away the, uh, the joy and pride in what has been achieved was quite evident and it seemed almost to have led, led to a real lightening of spirit, a change in mood, and it, it totally sort of changed the atmosphere that um, really we didn't need to talk about uh, the, the billions over budget anymore. We could just actually marvel at the architectural and engineering achievement here. And the feeling very much was that as soon as Londoners actually get to ride on these trains and walk through these stations, you know, the, the long history and the trauma of building Crossroad will be quickly forgotten, sort of consigned to the history books and will simply be moving about this. And to be quite frank, I'm not sure who's going to want to use the tube anymore. I said this to Andy Lord, you know, you're going to lose all your central line passengers because given the option, nobody in their right mind would want to get on the, the packed, smelly old tube when you've got these lovely new trains and this air-conditioned stations to, to choose from instead. This is going to transform the way people travel in London and it couldn't be better timed either with COVID. And if you're frightened about getting on the train or the tube uh, and worried about ventilation uh, as things get back to normal with the pandemic, Crossrail couldn't have come at a better time, really. And it's a shame it will still be almost a year away because 
it, you know, walking around the station that makes you feel safe just because it's so big and you won't be bumping into other passengers like you will do when you go down the narrow corridors and tunnels of the central line. And that's the leader. We're back tomorrow at 4pm with the latest news, analysis, interviews and features. Hit follow and you'll never miss out. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.